Oh, did I tell you about the, the Spokane Queer Art Walk? No. Yes! So this can just be the start of it. Um, <laughs> I Okay, so hi, welcome to Mind Your Cues. I am Victoria. I'm talking to the lovely Leilin, who is on episode one. You should listen to that because it's cool. Um, we have a Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash mindyourcues. If you like, please go check that out and support it. We also have the website, mindyourcues.com. Uh, and we're on Instagram and Facebook. Anyway, Spokane is doing a queer art walk, and I'm so excited about it. Nice. Um, they just put out, they have, they just started their Facebook page and everything, and they put out a call for artists. Okay. So, any artists out there should go check that out. I should have written down their, um, email, but I'm sure it's just, like, SpokaneQueerArtWalk at Gmail. I don't know, maybe I'll record that and put it in, or at least put it in the episode notes. But yeah, they they have a, a library in Spokane that's doing like this call for artists and they're not jurying it. So, okay. right. So like whatever, I think they give you like first, second and third choices. So like the, the art that you know you want in the show is like your first choice and they're not going to turn it down unless it's like highly inappropriate because right. it is a public library. So that's kind of why I don't know if I'm going to put any art in it. Fair mine, enough. Right? Mine is, mine is dead things most like, of the time. I'm a bit inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess I could just do some cool mellow stuff, but I have no idea what I would do. So then to clarify on that point, it is for queer artists, but not necessarily queer art? Yes. Okay. Uh, from my understanding, at least. Uh, I'm, I know they have more information on their page, but it's uh, they specifically want queer artists so that they can put them cool. on blast and, and show everybody. And it's the show itself is in June. You can submit your artwork now. And I think you can submit your artwork up until May. Okay. But I, I could be wrong on that. I don't know. I'm pretty, I'm excited about it. Very, really cool. Um, what else? We, okay. So before we talk about this, I have a couple other things to talk about first, but we are going to be talking about conversion therapy and some very, intense things that go along with that it's not super intense but just just a warning out there for for those of you who may need it because i i'd like my i've never been through conversion therapy but even just writing about it gave me so much anxiety today just like i was listening to people's experiences with it there's a ton of there's books out there um that people have gone through there's a movie that came out last year um which is, I think, oh goodness, they have, they put a bunch of resources together on a website, which is stoperacing.com, and that's related to the movie that is based off of a book about the same thing. It's about a, um, a guy's journey coming out, like being forced to come out, uh, essentially after being raped and his, yeah, his rapist, From what I was listening to it on Query today, which is also a great podcast about a lot of queer stuff. And um, this, his rapist basically outed him to a bunch of people and caused a bunch of problems that I think the person this is about went and talked to like a priest about it was like, hey, I'm having these feelings uh, towards men. And then that like in confessions and then that dude called his mom. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Which is directly against what they're supposed to do. Right. So it's a lot of rough stuff. He went through conversion therapy and he talks a lot about, um, he has a, an entire memoir on it and a movie um, on it. And so I would definitely recommend checking that out because 
that just destroyed me listening to it today. Oh, I was like, oh my god, this poor guy. I can't believe this happens. It is a horrible, horrible thing. Oh god, it's awful. It's basically medieval. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. Oh, also, this is beers and queer, so we are going to be drinking because this is a heavy topic. Yeah. And we'll probably I maybe do like an episode that dives even further into it because there is so much history behind conversion therapy from. I don't know, Freud to now, you know, like Absolutely. people think yeah. it doesn't happen anymore, but it still happens. It's, it's messed up. But for that, uh, the GSA club was started up again at LCSE. Yeah. So if you are in LCSE and if you are a student, you should definitely check that out. Kaysen, um, is the president. So awesome. also had him on the podcast and he's super cool. Um, the Center for Arts and History, which also is part of LCSC, is doing a Stonewall exhibit. Oh, that's so cool. Yes, this year is the 50th anniversary. Holy cow. Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. But, so there, there'll be a call for artists, I think, coming out soon. Um, details are still, there. a lot of things are tentative, so they're, not everything's worked out, and the show is in a couple months, so they have time to work that out, yeah. but... I'm sure you'll be updating. Oh my god, listeners! I'm so excited about that. Um, and yeah, so for those of you who don't know, conversion therapy is this pseudoscientific practice of making people heteronormative, um, which just means straight, essentially, like normal in air quotes, um, and it can also be called reparative or aversion therapies. Um, pseudoscientific meaning there's literally nothing backing it. Nope. Like, just, just nothing. Um, it also is used more often to try and alter a person's gender to match the one that they have assigned at birth. And I just learned today that trans individuals are three to four times more likely to be in conversion therapy. Ugh. Yeah. And it's, it's not good. It was and is still used under the belief that anything other than heterosexual and cisgender is pathological. It's it, it's gone through a couple different phases, like I said, the Freudian, and then it went to like mainstream media and all that shit. And it was uh, popularized around our beloved and beloved and nearly completely debunked Freud. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we don't we don't follow him anymore because he's wrong. About pretty much everything. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, like, cool. And, and it's surprising because I was looking through all this stuff and considering the time he was progressive in right. some things. Um, I have a little bit about that. But, so, this dude, Albert von Schrenk, not notesing, I butchered that name, sorry guys, but Albert von Fuckstick, uh, bragged <laughs> at a conference that he had turned somebody straight through hypnosis. Of course he had. Right. Which, <laughs> I don't know how, because hypnosis, like, you can't, it, it's all stuff that you would, like, you can stop yourself. Right. In hypnosis. And that's kind of why it's not accepted like confessions or hypnosis or anything because it's very oh, yeah. you, you can influence people to say things under hypnosis it's an altered state of consciousness right and, but like say if you told somebody to jump off a bridge and they're hypnotized at that point they're probably going to snap out of it unless they actually wanted to jump off that bridge right so can't really turn somebody straight no. <laughs> if they're actually gay um but basically he 
was Albert was talking about that during a conference. And um, he claims that he created a lasting desire for women in this man from... And from there, conversion therapy just kind of took off. Everybody was like, cool, that's a thing. Uh, Let's... It's hypnotize and torture and and be just terrible. Right. That's better than just letting people live their lives. Oh, right? yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. Oh, my God. Freud wasn't even, like, the worst guy in this whole situation either. Like, there were people, after conversion therapy took off and, and before, there were people that were doing tons of worse things. Um, He didn't think that homosexuality... So, uh, uh, uh. Mm-hmm. He didn't actually think that homosexuality was pathological, but he did think that being attracted to women was a very masculine thing. Right. And being attracted to men was very feminine. And I wonder if that's kind of where that, um, that dyke thing, like stereotype came from. Right. Like, I don't know if that is, but it's, it's just something to think about because to well, him. Sure it was an influence for sure. Right. To him, like. A lesbian was manly because it liked women. Right. It's a very, very black and white gender binary. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Almost, um, you know, you hear the machismo and everything Mm -hmm. where you're like, it has to be feminine or masculine and no in between, which Mm -hmm. of course we know is so not the case. Right. And that's what like most of this stuff, stuff came from too, is just the belief that it's completely binary and there's nothing in between. Um, and it's, it's stupid. Nothing. Yeah. It's not like that. Like, it, it's a societal construct. Absolutely. By all means. I, uh, one of my favorite conversations I had with my high school psychology teachers, we were learning, um, about psychology. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was chit-chatting with her after class once, and I asked her, I said, do you think that we would have the same understanding of transgender individuals if we did not, as a society, construct, like, our our gender expectations. Mm-hmm. And she just stopped, and she looked at me, and she's like, I think you're onto something there. And, like, absolutely not, because we have created a very strict, you know, male, female. Right. You know, the binary and, like, the expectations for those genders and those binaries, and it's just... It has completely colored our understanding of everything. Mm -hmm. And whereas obviously people are unlearning that and learning that it's so not the case, it's it's really hard for a lot of people who follow the more traditional views. Right. And, you know, stand by Mm -hmm. Freud or, you know, the other pseudoscientists who have come up with... Oh, there's tons of... Even Freud's daughter was in on this shit. Oh, yeah. One of the points in my research that I found was, um, at the very least... Freud and his daughter were like, if somebody doesn't want to change, they're not going to and they should not be in this therapy. Right, right. I guess I can give them that little bit, like, for where everything was. Like, you missed a lot of points, but at least there's that. Right. <laughs> and, uh, it's, it's just rough. One of the the interesting things is that Freud believed that everyone has bisexual tendencies, like, <laughs> from birth. So exploring those was... Um, a phase of normal heterosexual development. Huh. So it was, like, normal to explore your sexuality. Which is something I found interesting. But, like... That is interesting. Right? And that... One of the things I ran across was that because it was limited to bisexuality, it's still in that binary. Right. So it didn't leave room for anyone of a different gender. It was just kind of still stuck there. I mean, we probably never thought about that. I don't... I don't know. Right. Um... But I, that was just 
It was interesting. He thought that homosexual tendencies in adulthood were like being developmentally disabled. So you're stuck in adolescence, essentially. Weird. Yeah. It it was... Which, I mean, (laughs) on a whole other level, makes me wonder about his growing up. You know, like, what (laughs) did you experience that made you, like... Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's canon now. Freud was hardcore bi. Like, that's just in my <laughs> head and never is going to leave. He he wanted to rationalize and... Right? Make, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so, one of the things that Freud did say, because everybody, a lot of people believe that being homosexual was pathological and something that should be treated, was that, mm, he said this before his death, homosexuality is assuredly no advantage, but is nothing to be ashamed of. No vice, no degradation. It cannot be classified as an illness. We consider it to be a variation of the sexual function produced by a certain arrest in sexual development. He died in 1939. That is pretty progressive for that age. Mm -hmm. Like, he still obviously had a lot wrong and there was some, uh, definitely some bias there. Mm -hmm. But he, by stating that he didn't think it was harmful and it was, you know. Right, nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah. But it kind of, like, thinking about that blows my mind. It was less than a hundred years ago. It was crazy. Like, when you when you learn about Freud, you think that it was forever ago. Yeah. And you're like, there are still people that are alive from when he died. <laughs> I mean, people in their late 90s, like... Absolutely. They exist, man. It makes you think of the leaps and bounds we've made, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we're still so far behind. Oh, yeah. It's it's just crazy. Well, and that's, like, a generational thing, like, too. It'll just keep progressing, hopefully. But yeah, basically it was under the assumption that homosexuality was abnormal and a mental disorder. Homosexuality was only removed from the DSM, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, in 1973. 73? Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. After Australia and New Zealand. Like, later that year, in 73. But, so nearly 6,000 psychiatrists voted to remove it. Uh, and almost 4,000 voted to retain it. Holy so it wasn't cow. even... Well, it was... I mean, it's a good gap, but that's still... When you read that, you would hope that, like, everybody voted to remove right. it. It's like, you know what? We've been getting something wrong here. Mm-hmm. But then it was replaced with sexual orientation disturbance, um, which is, in quotes, people in conflict with their sexual orientation. That was in until 87. And homosexuality wasn't removed from the World Health Organization's IDC, or International Classification of Diseases, until 92. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty rough. The IDC just released another one, but or IDC-11 or whatever. But in the IDC-10, it does have ego-dystonic sexual orientation, which is a complicated way of saying... Somebody that knows their sexual orientation and for some reason wants to change it or Mm -hmm. is depressed because of it. Yeah. But, like, why would somebody be depressed of their sexual orientation? Well. Any any guesses there? Uh, you know. (laughs) If you will refer back to the initial episode. Right? I I see it every day. Uh, I experienced it growing up in the church. You know, Mm -hmm. I have a lot of people actually who talked to me about it. I had, it's, I was talking to someone yesterday. Oh, really? Right. Um, they messaged me in confidence and mm-hmm. were like, hey, I got to talk to you about this. I don't have 
anyone else I can talk to. And that happens a lot to me with, like, people that I don't even necessarily know well, Mm -hmm. but, you know, I'm open about my sexuality. I'm out there. I try to be very inviting. And so I have a lot of people who just don't know who else to talk to or, like, I gotta get this off my chest. Like, I'm scared. I'm depressed. I don't know what to do. But I know that this is a part of me. And it's... It falls into that, where, like, yeah. they have, whether it's their family, their religion, um, the town we live in, you know, there are a lot of things that make people feel unsafe or scared to be open and out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, I like, a lot of it is situational, and it, it has a lot to do with your environment. Absolutely. So, like, somebody going in and getting diagnosed with that, like, what is, like, the cause isn't their sexual orientation. Right. There's something else going on. Yeah, it's, it's a nature-nurture thing, and I can tell you that it is the uh, nurture or lack thereof right. that is making someone feel that way. Mm-hmm. So that's it. That's still in the the I- IDC. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing or in between, because, like, the, I... the diagnosis isn't... I don't know. That's complicated, and I don't like it. <laughs> right. So on one hand, it is a feeling that completely makes sense in so right. many cases. On the other hand, I I don't know. It's still got a lot of stigma, I it think. It does, yeah. That's kind of how I'm Like, because it's, y- you get the impression, like, by reading that or by hearing about it, that the cause is them being gay or them being trans or something like that instead right. of environmental factors. I feel like, um, whichever healthcare professional you were talking to would have a lot of influence mm-hmm. on how that was um, treated as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, if you have someone who is really supportive of you and progressive mm-hmm. and they want the best for you, their patient, and they're like, hey, like, I get that things are hard. We're going to help you out through this because you're being treated this way or you're mm-hmm. scared of these people's reactions or whatever it might be. Like, that's going to be something helpful to an individual where someone goes like, mm-hmm. So you feel bad because you're gay, huh? Right. That's going to be so harmful. Right. And and that's the thing, too. Like, conversion therapy isn't illegal. Not right. Not everywhere. Which is horrifying it's to me. It's terrifying. Like, I could have been put in conversion therapy. You could have been put in conversion therapy. Yeah. We probably know people that have gone through at least something similar. Right. Um. It, it's nuts. And, and just like you said, it depends on who you go to when you're having that issue. Like... Are they going to refer, are, like, okay, so affir- affirmation um, practices are are the ones that are accepted now and recommended uh, in the U.S. and uh, I think most of Europe. But that's, like, gender affirming and mm-hmm. um, homosexual affirming things. So, like, telling them it's okay to be trans and, and these are the steps that you need to take um, to maybe help your dysphoria if you have it or... Uh, you know, all of those things to help people make feel better about being gay right. and understand that it's perfectly fine and it's normal. Like, it's not abnormal. Right. Um, But that's not, that's accepted, but that's not everywhere. You know, you could go, and it's terrifying because you could go to a counselor and then just mention the fact that you're gay and they'll be like, you have to go here. Like, people that aren't experienced or if you live in a highly religious community and like I don't mean to attack religion but we kind of talked about it before I I'm not I'm not a religious person and I 
but I just don't like organized religion. I have no problem with religion itself. Organized religion bothers me. Right. I feel like it there's a huge a <laughs> difference between spirituality and belief right. and the organized religion that has its, you know, different practices, stigmas, mm-hmm. dogmas. And a lot that. of conversion therapy is based in religion. Absolutely. A lot of it. Churches fund uh, conversion therapy still. The government has funded, our government has funded conversion therapy. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. And it's it's terrifying. Like, especially if you're somebody in a small town that doesn't have a lot of resources. Right. Like, I just, I can't. I'm fucking lucky, man. Yeah. Like, that. I hate it, but I, like, it shouldn't be luck of the draw. No. You should be able to have those resources. Like, the, the resources that help you not put you in a fucking camp where you're just going to feel garbage about yourself, get tortured, get electroshock therapy. Right. Like, there's so many things. It's, it's nuts. So... To take a break. What do you want to drink? Shall we try our new concoction here? Oh, I'm scared. <laughs> so we're going to try a... I'm, I'm not in... Okay. Hmm, so there's a podcast that I love, and it's called Friendish Podcast on the Time Spent Poorly Network. Um, and I'm drinking one of the ones from the first episode, and I think it was Caitlin that brought it up. It's gin and a splash of tonic. <laughs> And lemon, or sorry, not lemon, and lime and cucumber. And we're going to try that. And I've never really liked gin before, so. Never been a huge fan myself. It smells good. Oh, I should have, hold on, put some cucumbers in that. There you go. Yeah. It smells, like, really refreshing. It does. I'm scared of it. Not, there There we go. go. A ton of cucumbers. Pop some cucumbers in that, baby. You want to tink? Tink. Tink. It's strong. You know, it's, it's not as, uh. I don't find it as distasteful as I have other gin beverages. Right. It smells really good. <laughs> Actually, like, I really like the lime in it. Yeah, I'm that, down with it. I think that kind of makes it. I took, I, I took like, a, the tiniest sip earlier, if you saw my <laughs> face. And it was so strong, it, like, punched me in the Ooh. face. And I was like, oh, God, I don't know if I could do this. It's but like it's not bad. Attack of the pine needles. Right. I think, right. <laughs> I think I could drink this again. I think I might have to drink a lot of it before we talk like about it. this would be really good for, like, a hot summer day. You know? Oh, yeah. Kind of light. And, mm, mm-hmm. yeah. It's kind of like uh, we used to get cucumber vodka Yeah, all the yeah. time, and it is dangerous. Oh, I bet. <laughs> because if you, you can even mix it in water, and it tastes like cucumber water. Oh, my gosh. But um, if you mix it with Sprite, it just, it, it's just like this most refreshing beverage ever, and it doesn't taste anything like alcohol. <laughs> and when you're working... Outside, in the heat, at the dot concert. Uh, don't quote me on that because you're not supposed to drink out there. <laughs> um, and it was it was in my thermos, so nobody knew, so nobody can get in trouble for that except me. If this was a legit <laughs> hypothetically, <that> yeah. <laughs> when you're working outside in the heat and you're drinking that, it, you get really drunk really fast. Yeah, that's called and dehydration. It's kind of dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> so bad. Oh, buddy. Oh god. Yeah, we we tried a lot of water. Yeah, <sighs> but it was good. I could totally do that with this. Yeah, I, I am pleasantly surprised. Yeah. It, like, I don't know. It's still strong, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I should not drink this whole cup, but I'm almost going to. <laughs> Feeling Ugh. it. Feeling it. <clears throat> Feeling it, Mr. Krabs. Oh yeah. Bring it around <laughs> town. <laughs> oh, God. Bring it around. I just love that, like, little pelvic, like, right? around <laughs> town. <sighs> okay, should we go back and talk about really heavy stuff? Yes. Okay, so... Shake it off break. Oh, just a little drink break. We also have fat tire down here in case we didn't like the gin drink. 
but it's worth it for me though. I know. I know it's a little. It's gonna be dangerous. <laughs> you might have to spend the night here. I might. <laughs> Snowed in. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, so much snow. I love it. <laughs> uh, for all of you guys that hate snow, there's enough of me that loves snow. So <laughs> deal with it. So today the standard of psychotherapy, in at least the U.S., is affirmative. Um, however, comma. Between 700 and 800,000 Americans alone, we don't have stats on other countries, not really, have been in conversion therapy. Those are absurdly high numbers. And 22,000, sorry, 20, yeah, 22,000 are currently affected by it in some way. Oh, yeah. I'd be willing to bet the number's actually higher and oh, people probably. don't talk about it. Yeah. there Because there's... I mean, there's all sorts of conversion therapy. Oh, yeah. You know, it goes from the less extreme to the extreme. Right. Um, it's not all... It's not all what you saw. Did you watch American Horror Story? Yes. Did you watch um, Asylum? Yeah, yeah. So, it's not all, like, what Sarah Paulson's Like, that was character? a very intense situation. That happens. It does. That's That's not... It's not... A complete exaggeration at right. all. Which is horrifying to think about. Yeah, it's terrifying. And, like, it, and it doesn't happen in asylums. It happens in counseling centers. It happens in in doctor's offices. It happens, like, it's not... I know there are, like, church-run programs. Yes, that, a lot of church-run programs. have their own setup for mm-hmm. it. And... It turns, it's like a boot camp. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy. Um, so treatments for conversion therapy include chemical emetics? Emetics? Do you know that word? Miss EMT? Miss EMT? Medics. So it's, it's I guess, a chemical that induces vomiting. Yeah, like it sounds like a mesis, which is... <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, maybe I typed it wrong. No, a medic... Yeah, that, that'd be correct. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. A mesis is what you vomit. Emetics make you vomit. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, electroshocks emitted, administered to genitalia in an attempt to produce adverse reactions to homoerotic imagery. It's like straight up Clockwork Orange nonsense. Oh, it absolutely is. Yeah. In most of the research I was doing, they brought up Clockwork Orange. Oh, I'm sure. It's like a very direct parallel. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy. Um, electroconversive therapy, ECT, and frontal lobotomies being one of the worst. Lobotomies don't happen, as, as far as I know, don't happen anymore. I think they were outlawed. I believe they're now illegal here. Yeah. But it, again, probably surprisingly Probably in other countries, not that though. Long ago. Yeah. yeah. I should have looked that up. Um, yeah, I mean, so Sarah Paulson's character in Asylum, what, so, the doctor made her, the doctor, air quotes. Right. Quote, unquote. Right. Did, I'm trying to remember perfectly what this It's been was. a while since I've seen right. it. If I remember right, she was forced, it was essentially. It was like forced masturbation, wasn't it? Yeah. Two images that wouldn't, she wouldn't necessarily masturbate to. Right. So it's like enforcing like pleasure with heteronormative scenes and then pain with Mm -hmm. homosexual ones. And and that's legitimately what they did. Like what, um, in some places they would apply electric, electric pulses, uh, to genitals for like, um, and, and you know, Super normal PowerPoint slide up on the screen, and then every time they saw, like, you, if you were sitting there, saw another picture of, like, a super hot lady that you would be attracted to, you got shocked. Right. But if you saw a picture of a guy, you wouldn't get shocked. Right. So it's kind of like, it's like they were trying to elicit that um, 
Pavlovian response. Essentially, yeah. Yeah. It's like getting punished for doing something bad in air quotes and rewarded kind of for doing something good. I, I don't know. Which, like, essentially, you know, it's not going to change someone's actual sexuality. What it's doing is creating, like, a habit almost. And something mm-hmm. that's just going to devolve into a full-blown PTSD in yeah. all likelihood. Oh, absolutely. And it's just, it's terrible. And so after, um, in certain cases, they would, after this kind of therapy, they would get an assignment to go on a heterosexual date. Or to dress as their their um the the sex they were born with, or you know like these these assignments um from this organization that right. they yeah let's prove that we converted you sort right. of right let's make this normal for you even though you are absolutely miserable we just did a form of torture on you I don't I don't think that's how you word that but that's how you know that it works it worked <laughs> we know what I was talking about exactly um but yeah they would. Part of nurses' jobs would were to be to go out on dates um, with guys to yeah. give them a normal air quotes heterosexual experience, um, and that's just that's terrible. It is. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't imagine. Like I, I have a hard time wrapping my head around being so hateful or terrified of someone you know with a different sexual orientation or gender expression mm-hmm. that you would literally rather them tortured right than just living their life apart from you you know yeah, like absolutely like I, I don't i'll never understand why why would you put somebody in that situation right maybe maybe you didn't know like as a parent maybe you didn't know these things were happening but you know that you're trying to alter your child from the way that they are exactly and I, you know, I get growing up in an organi- or a, like a religious environment or super religious. It definitely colors and, your view yeah, of the world. Yeah, absolutely. Society. You're very, very biased. But at the point that you're putting somebody through legitimate torture. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing nowadays is that there's no excuse to not be informed. Mm-hmm. There is information oh, all around us and at our fingertips we have at all Google. times. You know, and it's a very... It's a very vocal movement now, you know, the LGBT mm-hmm. community. It's, we're here and we're queer. Like, there's yeah. no hiding it. There, you know, There's no way to get away from it. Yeah. And so to claim ignorance at this point is... Is bullshit. It is. You know, it's well, absolutely I, I didn't know that this would harm my child. Well, you did, though. Yeah. No, it's I, been said. <laughs> I mean, put your child... Put, put yourself in your child's place. Right. But but just switch the terms around. Mm-hmm. Like, what if I were forced to be gay? Right. What if I had to go to therapy and to be gay? Immediately, and, right. what someone's going to say, if you were to say that to them, is, well, I couldn't. You couldn't make me be gay. Right. <laughs> and it's just like, what the fuck, dude? I, I'm sure that some people went involuntarily. But well, and again, it's that's a lot outliers. of those people who are raised in that situation right. where they are so taught that it's wrong that they're right. terrified of what's going on. Right, and, and those are the people we were talking about earlier. Exactly, you know, that grew up in this environment can't understand or accept that they're gay or that they're trans and need to go to therapy to learn to accept it. Right, but like not conversion therapy. No, please no. Definitely, don't not do that, that to yourself. It's so bad. 
Um, so, like, automatically going into programs like that is a lot of times, like, going into prison. And I have a lot of issues with prison and how we operate prisons. Right. Um, but that's system. for, yeah, that's for another time. <laughs> um, you get your stuff taken away from you. Mm-hmm. Immediately. You get it searched through. Like, every single word, every single, like, penny in your wallet, everything gets searched. I don't know if they do, like... Any extra searching like they do in prisons? Right. Any Any bend over and coughs? I um, wouldn't be surprised, depending on the setup. Yeah, because, uh, like we said, it could be... Like, there's the right. really extreme, like, there's the lobotomies, and then there's, like, the less extreme. One of the things they do is, is like, when you're entering a rehab program. They're mm-hmm. very similar. They'll have, like, 12-step programs, and most of those are based around religion. They'll make you fill out, like, this, this packet of information about yourself. What... every List out every single sexual experience you've ever had. List out every single sexual fantasy you've ever had. With those sexual experiences, list out who, what, when, and where. Well, sounds like someone's getting off on it. Oh, probably. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Some some priest there. Let's is, be uh, honest. Yeah. When we're talking about having a hard time wrapping our head around it, if you are so hateful or terrified, I'm willing to bet half of these people running or working in these programs identify in some way. Mm-hmm. You know, where they have probably repressed it at this point, but I can't think of another reason to be so yeah anti-LGBT, or, you know, like... Or maybe a bad experience or... Right. I, you know, I know it's hard because I don't want to believe that people like that exist. <laughs> Right. Like, I don't want to believe that somebody had such a hard time being gay or, or gender nonconformity conforming or any of those and grew up to be the person running that bullshit. It's pretty twisted. Like, it's hard to think about. Right. And, and it's kind of like that Mike Pence thing. Like, everybody thinks, everybody's like, oh, he's just repressed gay. And it's like, fuck, dude, I don't want him on my team. Right. <laughs> like, no, please. Fuck that guy. He's a douche. Pretty freaking uh, awful. It's awful. Well, speaking of conversion therapy. Mm. <laughs> I need to do more research on that. His connection he, to Yeah, he, he has confirmed ties to conversion therapy. Yeah. And you can find no unbiased information on it. Right. So you'll get, like, the super far... Like, it's, it's extremist sides. Like, you get the super far left that's, like... He participated in conversion therapy and, like, administered it or whatever. Right. And it's, and then you get, like, the super far right. Like, he doesn't even know what conversion therapy is. Yeah. And that's just, I mean, that's me being dramatic explaining it, but. But it's hard to find the balance between when you're trying to find sources that aren't sensationalizing it. Yeah, Some way or the other, you know? Yeah. Let's Mm. just get the facts, people. I know. Well, and it's hard. I, I get it to an extent because it's hard for people that don't have a background to interpret the facts. Yeah. Like, you read something and you're like, well, shit, what does this mean? Like, that's me reading accounting stuff. Like, shit, Fair I don't know enough. what that means. Same. Like, I, I, what's the end? I don't know. But, um, so I get it, but the sensationalized media is just annoying <laughs> and aggravating. Give it to me straight. Right? It's the only time I'll ever say that. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. One of the reasons they would tell people to write down all of their experiences is one so that they could berate and use it against them and shame the person, but also so that they could learn who else in their life may belong in their quotes. Anti-networking. Yeah. In (laughs) conversion therapy, they would source other people through this. 
God. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's insane. And so, like, they would literally send out networks of people, like, kind of like the knock, knock, knock. Have you heard the, heard the good word, you know? Right. Um, but more painful and terrifying. Absolutely. <laughs> and they would pressure other people to join conversion therapy. Or they would talk to their families. Yeah. And they would be like, we think... Your daughter is gender nonconforming. Obviously, they didn't use gender nonconforming. They probably right. used some fucking derogatory bullshit. Almost guaranteed. Oh, yeah. Um, and belongs in this. And this is what we can offer you in, like, the most watered-down yeah. bullshit. Mm-hmm. So, like, we're, we're just going to... It's talk therapy. It's going to help them work through this. And they're not going to have a quality of life unless we get them on the right path. They're going to feel imprisoned. Yeah, anyway, um, <laughs> so a lot of these programs would also focus on the... Mm, my belly made noises. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know. I, I doubt it picked it up, but I heard it. <laughs> um, they would focus on all of the people in conversion therapy like they were addicted to sex. Right. So I, I don't know exactly what they would preach to them, but they would basically give them Bible passages and all of these different workbooks and reasons why they shouldn't have sex and sex is bad and you have sex and you will die and and all but they would they would act like they were sex addicted and not just gay but they were obsessed with homosexual sex and that's all they thought about all the time rather than just an orientation right exactly it's so stupid but going to these facilities was completely dehumanizing to everybody in them like they were stripped of any individuality Right. They and told that it was bad or that it was um oh shit, what's the word? Hold on, I have it somewhere. Hold <laughs> please. False images. So one of the one of the reasons they confiscated everything was to look for these false images, right. which were distractions. So like anything that didn't that they may have thought was going to distract an individual from from the goal of of conforming to being cisgender and being heterosexual. That's like weird to hear. Like I we talked about how this is run by very often churches or different religious organizations, mm. but that's literally a term that I have heard growing oh, really? up in church before. Not in this exact context. Yeah. But would it be yeah. kind of like false prophets type or um I, what kind of be, context did you hear? That would it? be like a version of it, I guess. Mm-hmm. I would, like when they're talking about uh, just the way you live your life or the things that you do or the way that society is trying to form you into something else. They would talk about false images and the images uh. that society gives you as opposed to a godly image. Oh, okay. So you know, instead of listening to that terrible music on the radio you mm-hmm. gotta only listen to christian music because everything else is a false image mm-hmm. as an example so that's like there's some good christian music out there but it's not my jam right it's, Most it's of like bad, it's it's kind of worrying <laughs> some to hear because it, it draws that kind of connection there it's a really little, little cringy a little for eerie me. yeah <laughs> yeah i i hadn't heard it today till today i had to search it it was very much like church culture yeah you know like yeah, music was one example, or, you know, the books you read, like, and it does range in people's beliefs. I had some people who, you know, lived fairly secular lives, like mm-hmm. you or me, only more churchy. Right. Um, And other people where they wouldn't let themselves or their kids watch any fantasy movies because they can't, contained magic. Yeah, or, Harry Potter. Right? I had a friend I, know a I literally people. had to, like, 
she would ask me to tell her stories about Harry yeah. Potter because she wasn't allowed to watch it <laughs> or read it. You know, it's like, what harm is Harry Potter going to do to an individual? You know, like... The the writer of the memoir I was talking about earlier mm-hmm. was describing in Query how he had, uh, he had a journal that he would, like, write little stories in, like, little fantasy stories. And that was one of the things is that they would just tear sheets out of that journal and oh tear gosh. them apart. Yeah, because they were fantasy stories or they were stories that were false images or whatever. It's so personal. Yeah. And they weren't like, I I think he said that they weren't even to do with him. They were pretty innocuous. Like they didn't, they weren't focused on really anything that was going on. Writing stories. Writing stories. Um, and, but that's, but still false images. Yeah. Like it's, it's very much just, it's putting a blindfold on anything, but the kind of life they want you to live Mm -hmm. is the best way I can describe it. Yeah. Absolutely. Ugh, awful. It's awful. I hate conversion therapy. Oftentimes they would have 12-step programs or programs like you would see in rehab. And if you notice, like, programs or commercials for, like, rehab programs are mostly Mm -hmm. religion-based. I'm sure we have all heard the Pray the Gay Way. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I tried. (laughs) Yeah. It's, oh, God, that sucks. It's, like, ridiculous, but... Mm -hmm. How many people do you think have been in that circumstance, though? So many. I literally cannot come up with a number right now. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. Like, why can't have God created gay people, gender nonconforming people, pansexual people like us, purposefully? Right. Like, to be that way. Not to be... Not to go through... convert. Like, we don't know. If you believe in God, we literally do not know what he's thinking or why he created anybody or why he does anything. But supposedly he has a reason or a message. Right. Right? What if the message is to stop giving a fuck (laughs) about other people that are gay or on the LGBTQIA spectrum... And maybe treat them like humans, because they are humans. The biggest and stop trying message to change them. was always love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. And any of the weird little Old Testament things, the, you know, against homosexuality or eating shellfish. Right. Or, you know, <laughs> like, if you look at it from a historical perspective, it had nothing to do with morality. Mm-hmm. Um, like the homosexuality, for example, uh, one point that's been made is that it was about reproduction. Yeah. You know, or people, like, held that to a very high standard. It was about survival. It was about your children being able to take care of you as Mm -hmm. you aged and, you know, lost your ability to work or take care of yourself. It was about continuing your legacy and your tribe. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's another very specific story that is often brought up by people trying to speak against homosexuality um, about Sodom and Gomorrah, Mm -hmm. where... um, Literally, if you look at that story in context, they're not saying that the homosexuals were evil. They're saying that someone raped someone. Yeah. The The crime in there was not homosexuality. It was rape. See, I it's been so long since I've done any of that research. Mm-hmm. Like, so long. <laughs> like, if you look into it, historically speaking, there's... Nothing about homosexuality. Oh, oh now I'm... <laughs> homosexuality being wrong. It's just... The things they need to do to, sur- to survive or other crimes that were associated with it. Mm-hmm. And, th- and that's like a point to bring up too that's off topic. Men get raped. Yeah. And people need to realize that too. Like women absolutely do and women do more often. But we we need to protect everybody. Absolutely. <laughs> like especially younger gay men. Mm-hmm. Like going out to the club for the first time. 
when you're barely 21 and you're immersed in this in this situation where there is a ton of people around like you. Right. You're not exactly thinking of ways to stay and remain safe. Exactly. And you shouldn't have to by any means. And then there are situations where, like, there's there's a new Netflix special. Or I don't think it's special, but there's a new show on Netflix about it where people in church, mm-hmm. priests or teachers or, you know, men that don't present as gay rape other men their age or are pedophiles and rape other kids younger. Right. And it's like, fuck, dude. Well, they use it as a blackmail of sorts. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a psychological warfare and shame. It's, well, if you tell anyone... They're going to believe me and not you. And right. what are they going to think It's holding that gay, power. You know? It's totally fucked up. And what do you want to bet that's happened in these conversion therapy centers? I'm willing to bet. It's because you can blackmail somebody easily oh, in that situation. Who are they going to believe in that right. case? You have a, a quote-unquote doctor in that situation who is just a fucking asshole, creepy pedophile and has a thing for young boys. They have no safe place. No. There. None. This is a terrifying boot camp trying to change a very integral aspect of yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, they, there's there's nothing safe about it. Not from beginning to end, there is nothing safe about it. No. And it's terrifying. So they would use a lot of... Back, back to it. <laughs> Maybe we should take a break. Right. So... Stretch it out. Right. Because that was rough. Uh, so have you heard of Hard Look Apparel? Yes. <laughs> Let's just go into something completely different. <laughs> so I'm super into this company. They are brand new. Um, they sell shirts and hats and such. Um, have you looked at their website? I did. I was looking through there the other day. Yeah. Uh, one of my, someone in a group that I'm in on Facebook shared a link to their website. Oh, yeah. And I was like, this is a what? Because they did like a little blurb about it when they shared the link. And I was like, holy cow, this is so cool. Is it a cool? I'm so excited about it. So they're based out of Washington in a small conservative town that's like Red Cross River from us. Uh, So the goal of Hard Look is to create a company that is dedicated to helping minorities, such as but not limited to LGBT plus youth. Uh, They want to focus across the country and a huge chunk of their proceeds, 25%, are donated directly to organizations that they are paired with. um, And these organizations aid or promote or give opportunities to... Um, minorities, essentially. I love that. It's it's lovely. Vin, the founder, was one of the first transgender students to come out in his hometown um, and be very open. He worked hard to raise awareness in his surroundings and this community. And so this company I see is a sort of, like, extension of that. Like, yeah. he's... I, I can't imagine that you create a company that, one, you're not going to love. Right. Like, but it's also something that you're very passionate about and it and supports things that you want to support and that that is just awesome to me well i'm just taking a look at the website like they've got cool stuff yes one of my i actually put that in i was like one of my favorites is um i think it's their still trying shirt yeah. did you see that one it's got like the wilty sunflower yeah, I love oh it's it. so cute i'm gonna have to buy it i haven't bought anything yet but i'm really excited i see a lot of pictures on their instagram of people that have like got their stuff and i'm like oh yeah. i need to not be broke Soon. I'm, I'm probably, let's see, probably my next paycheck, I'm for sure, doing a little, little yes. shopping. I love it. We, we should take selfies with, yes. the, with the stuff we get. Absolutely. The, so the first organization that they're partner with, partnered with is About Face Youth Theater, which was established as a direct response to the death of Matthew Shepard. 
Uh, if we talk about Matthew Shepard, which we probably are, at some point I will just cry. Yeah. Just, just so you're aware. Uh, their goals are to increase safety, empowerment, and leadership capacity of Chicago area lesbian, gay, bi, trans, queer, intersex, and allied youth. Um, this Hard Look Apparel, you can find them at hardlookapparel.com. It will be linked. And you can also find them at, on Instagram at underscore hardlookapparel underscore. Yes. So they're, they're super cool. I follow, uh, I follow them and I follow and keep up with a lot of the stuff they're doing. I'm, I'm excited. I almost halfway there to meeting their first goal. So since okay. it's 25%, I think they've raised over $45 for their, um, for About Face Youth Company now. Okay. So I'm pretty stoked. And they're brand new. Right. Like super brand Just new. Just out the gates. Yeah. I'm excited about it. Uh, okay. Shall we get back to conversion therapy? All right. I don't have a lot left. Not really. We talked about how everything's so binary. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a lot of where all of this is based off of. It's man, woman. Woman likes man. Man likes woman. It's very right. primal. Is that not even primal? I feel like primal is more natural. It's yeah. just a straight black and white. It and it's so and we look at so much like that as a society, like right and wrong, good Absolutely. and bad, like. And I think for a lot of people, it's easier to think about things that way. Yeah. It's hard when there's gray areas. Mm-hmm. You have to give it more, give it more thought in general. You have to think about it in a different way from other perspectives. Mm-hmm. Black and white. It's easy to say, well. It, it's this or it's that. It's right or it's wrong. It's, right. It's simplified. Mm-hmm. There's so many ways that we normally express, like, I guess in everyday life, not normally, express our gender and, like, societal norms. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, men are expected to be more, at least for in the U.S., like, more um, handy men. Right. Um, they're expected to almost be dirty and be fine and, and, um, not care as much about their appearance and like, it's it's rough and tough, less emotional, like be the car guy Yeah, and it's bullshit. And women are expected to like care about their appearance a hundred percent of the time. And I know I don't like for some, I just don't give a fuck and be pretty and, and look good for other, for men, Mm -hmm. you know? Other societies aren't like that. Like, it's different across cultures. And I feel Absolutely. like it's easier to recognize, or, or it should be recognized, because we do express gender differently. Mm-hmm. And it, and since we do it across cultures, why can't we do it in a single culture? You know? Like, it, it's just bullshit that everything is binary and that everything is supposed to be black and white. Because it's not. No, not at all. It's just simply not. But that's what a lot of these things are based on. And they're just flat out wrong. Right. Like, it's not even a compromise type of situation. They are just wrong. (laughs) It's so confusing, like, growing up in it as well. Mm -hmm. Like, if you don't particularly take to one end of the binary or the other, it's like... Right. Why do I feel like this? Like, where do I fit in in this aspect? Mm Mm-hmm. Like... It's a really weird sensation. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's a spectrum. 
Absolutely. It, like, sexuality is definitely a spectrum. That's why you have people that are pansexual right. or bisexual or straight or gay. Like, it's a huge spectrum. That, and it's the same with gender. And you have people that are cisgender or identify with their assigned sex at birth. You have people that are trans and identify with a different, identify with a different gender. Or you have people that are just non-binary and don't really identify with, with the binary, which is non, right. which is why it is non-binary. Is what it is. Here I am. Right. But that's that's what all of this is based off of. Um, and so they a lot of conversion therapy centers would try and focus on that. Right. And they would be like, there is only male and female. There is only straight. There is only, like, one way. And it's only black and white. And it's just not. And then they would also try and water down a lot of, like, Freud sciences and a lot of debunked sciences and try to use those. It doesn't, it's just not working. Presenting it, I'm sure, is absolute fact. Oh, absolutely. Like, you can't, I mean, just as they would prevent, or present religion as absolute fact. So, how many states do you think this is illegal in? Illegal in? Yep. Completely banned. I guarantee it a hell of a lot, a hell of a lot less than, uh, than I would like. Yep. Rough guess. Yep. I'm gonna say it is illegal in... 12 out of 50 states. That is a straight up guess. You are so close. It's 14. Okay. So it's, it's just two better. And DC. It is illegal in DC. Which, okay. okay, if something's illegal in DC. Right. You think that'd be like kind of. Right. Indication. Like, kind that... of like how weed is legal in DC. Yeah. Maybe it should be across the board. Maybe this shouldn't be left up to states' rights. Like, just saying, like, if this is something that's legitimately harming your popula- population in the US. Right. Maybe it shouldn't be left up to states' rights. So, um, this shit still exists, and it's still affecting 22,000 people, at minimum. And even though American Academy of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry states that these interventions are provided under the false premise that homosexuality and gender-diverse identities are pathological. They are not. The absence of pathology means there is no need for conversion or any other, like, intervention. Further, there is evidence that conversion therapies increase risk of causing or exacerbating mental health conditions in the very use, or in the very youth they purport to thre- or to treat. I almost made it through that so without close. stuttering and, and fucking it up. But it's it's still legal, despite that. Right. And despite the fact that it's illegal in motherfucking Literally proven to do harm, proven that it does not succeed in what their goal is, mm-hmm. and yet, here we are. And, and yet it's still, it's still there. And people, I think people think it doesn't exist anymore. It does. It's one of those things that doesn't get talked about and you hear it and it's like a bad story from the past. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, back when they used to do this messed up thing. Well, it's not back when. Yeah. It's, it's now too. Maybe it was more prevalent in, like, the mid-1900s. Mm-hmm. Before the 70s, before Stonewall, uh, before all of those things. But it still exists. It's still hurting people. It's still causing damage. And that needs to be recognized. And it needs to be illegal across the fucking states. Absolutely. And in many, and everywhere else, too. This, it's bullshit. It's absolutely, you're literally torturing people. Like, I don't know if there are ones where you have to complete the 12-step program before you commit. Like, maybe you can leave. But if you're in a family or you're in a situation where if you left, you have no resources, you would have to run away 
and, and just be alone mm-hmm. or go back to a family that's going to send you back to the facility. Right. Or go back to a family that's going to abuse you emotionally or physically because of it. You don't have an option. Yeah. You're either stuck in that horrific, abusive situation or you're on your own in the world. And there's already some pretty ridiculously sad statistics to do with homeless LGBT youth Mm -hmm. and all sorts of stuff like that. Oh, absolutely. Maybe we'll do an episode on that and just, like, cry our eyes out that day, too. But like, Most likely, yeah. Yeah, probably. I cry. I'll admit it. It sucks. It's not my fun. freaking heart. And it... Nobody should have to go through that. No. Nobody. But uh, there's things that you can do about it. Um, I want to gather more resources, but it's kind of that average political activeness. Mm-hmm. Like, call you all of your representatives and be like, why the fuck isn't this illegal? We live in a time... This is a completely debunked science. I don't give a fuck if it has to do with religion. Fine, don't tax churches like I think they should be taxed. But limit them. Mm-hmm. Limit these programs. Do something about the fact that psychologists can still recommend going to conversion therapy because people get told to do average heterosexual things. In air quotes, of course. Uh, you can't see it, but I do it a lot. <laughs> um, like going out on dates with other people that are the opposite gender. Or trying to masturbate to something that you're not attracted You know, like, mm-hmm. those things do get recommended to people. Right. And it's bullshit. And, like, let's be honest. There are a lot of people who are trying to repress their sexuality on their own before mm-hmm. they either seek help with the issues they're experiencing because of it or whose families force them to go see someone. Mm-hmm. Who try that stuff anyway? Yeah. You know, they think, oh, God, if I just tried it, oh, she's such a nice girl, I'm going to just try. Right. But, you know, it's it doesn't work, and it's harmful, and it's more harmful if you have other people saying, well, this is what you need to do, it's the only right way. Mm-hmm. People have a, you have a hard enough time discovering your sexuality. Absolutely. You don't need other people going around saying, yeah, that's fucked, like, you, mm, that's not right. Yeah. Let, let, let me just put my judging face on and be an <laughs> asshole. And you don't need that shit. So you can go to... First off, if you're listening to this, and this was an awful thing to listen to for you, um, check out the Trevor Project. Trevor Project. They have a lot of resources. Um, they have some hotlines. I don't have them with me, but I'll link them in, our, in, in the description. I repost from them a lot because I love them. They're so good. Yeah, and they do, they do a lot of good. Um, but you can also go to, I'm going to find it again, stoperasing.com. Um, if you go to that website, they do have a link for the Trevor Project. Um, if you are dealing with some things and would like to talk about it, there are some resources there. If you are like me and you are super pissed off and super upset that this still exists, call your representatives, make an issue out of it, become that SJW that your neighbor fucking hates. Like, <laughs> guaranteed, if people aren't hearing about it, they're not going to do anything about it. Yeah. That's part of the reason why it's still around is because, well, no one's raising a stink, so. Mm-hmm. I think, like, I'm so pissed off that I didn't even know that movie came out until today, and it came out yeah, last year. I had no idea. I had no idea. And, like, it's no fault of their own. Right. But what do you want to bet? Like, nobody really advertised it because it's about conversion therapy and it's about a, a gay dude's experience. Absolutely. There's tons. It's fucking star-studded, though. Yeah? Yeah, it's insane. Like, it's it's super dope. Definitely checking it out after this. Yeah. Hold on, let me... I don't even have my phone. Do you have your phone? I do. We're gonna, we're gonna figure There's out... There's probably nothing weird on it. There's probably nothing weird. 
Toy Erased mm. is what it's called. Um, and so if you go to stopperasing.com, they do have some resources there for you. But Boy Erased is, it came out in 2018, and it's a biographical drama based on Garrett. Garrett is the dude, and he okay. is dope. Um, there is an episode on Query about him, uh, where uh, he and Cameron talk, and it's, it's it's super cool. And and I also love her. I think it's it's Cameron S. I don't know how to say her last name. Esposito. Okay. Yeah. I follow her. I've never said I've never said it out loud. Mm-hmm. So yes, Esposito. Something similar. I have terrible pronunciation. I'm sorry, guys. We love you, Cameron. She sorry. is. She is so cool. They do also have one about Wild Fang, and Wild Fang is a clothing company. Um, that is super, it's, it's very feminist. It's very, uh, equal rights orient, oriented and it, it has, it's very involved in, um, LGBT rights as well as women's rights and such. They post a lot of dope shit on their Instagram. Nice. I love them. They're dope. But yeah, I would, I would check out Boy Erased. I haven't watched it yet. I'm going to, and I'm going to solve. Yeah. So, and it's, it's based on the novel of the same name or on the, um, memoir of the same name. Sorry. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Let's find Starring Nicole Kidman, okay. isn't it? Um, Russell Crowe, isn't it? Hmm. And a bunch of other people. So, yeah, it's got, yeah, some, those it's are, got some stars. It's got those some are pretty names, which in itself tells you how odd it is that, like, we haven't heard of it. I'm, I'm... Any other movie star- starring those people, even in particular, right. you know, you would be hearing about it, but... It, it just... It, it blows my mind, actually. And I'm like, and it's not even one of those things where like memory esca- like escapes me because usually if I hear something I recognize it. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know what this is, and it's it's makes me so mad. <laughs> but I would check that out. Um, if you have any resources as a listener that you think people should use to try and end conversion therapy or just support rights in general, please, 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 please post it Absolutely. or send us a message and we will add it. Or comment on our Instagram and we will add it because I want an entire list of resources that are accessible to literally everyone. So please, please do that. Please. I would appreciate it. Is there anything else in regards to conversion therapy or anything? Well, I think we covered a lot today. Conversion therapy shit. Long story short. It was shit from the beginning and it's shit now. And it is terrible and don't ever put anybody through it. Don't be a shitbag. Yeah. Love yourself and love each other. There we go. And sometimes when talking about really difficult things, alcohol loosens you up, but I wouldn't recommend doing it all the time because it's not safe. It's not healthy. Correct. (laughs) Tink. Tink. (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much for listening. This was a hard episode to do. Someday we'll probably dive deeper into it um, and we'll bring you more information. There's a ton of other topics that we're going to cover. So if you would like, please follow us on Instagram at MindYourCutesPodcast. We have a website and a blog uh, at MindYourCutes.com. Patreon, my, uh, Patreon.com forward slash MindYourCutes. We're also on Facebook. Rather than just checking out uh, Hard Look Apparel. Like we were oh, yes. Yeah. Please, please check out Hard Look Apparel. It's super cool. They do have information on their website and Instagram. HardLookApparel.com uh, under, and at underscore HardLookApparel underscore on Instagram. They're, they're super worth the checkout. Yeah, that's how that's worded. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, out. thank you for listening. Have a lovely morning, night, day, whatever. Whatever day part you are currently in. <laughs> right? Okay, bye.